You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Permission 2 with Sam Jew. I am so, so excited to introduce my next guest, Marie Eddings. So Marie is a lovely, good friend of mine, and we have gone through several masterminds together, and um, yeah, I just adore her and adore everything she stands for. So a bit about Marie. Marie is an energy-sensitive change leader and energy healer who is on a mission to expand the energy consciousness of the world through her training programs, Divine Leaders of Change System Mind and the Energy Academy. She's the host of the podcast, Divine Leaders of Change, and her aim is for us to ask and ponder the following three questions. What if you were never conditioned with a patriarchal mindset, structure, or system? Who would you be instead? And now that we are here, how do we lead our way out of it? It is time for women to step into their role as a divine leader with curiosity and a knowing that this is the role they were born to play. So without further ado, let's dive in. So something we've been chatting about on Instagram, because I love a good DM chat, (laughs) is uh, what is going on in the world right now energetically. I'd love your um, perspective and your wisdom on this, Marie. Thank you, Sam. And I love the conversation we had because you just said, what what do you think is going on? And there is a lot going on. We have a lot of, if we were sitting in front of the television or listening to a radio news broadcast, Mm -hmm. you would sit there and think, is this like, am I watching a soap opera? Am I in a a movie that just won't end? Because we are being hit from all different angles and our nervous systems have been sitting in this space for well over two years. But in the last two years, it's been very much amplified And so energetically, we've been pulled around quite a lot. And the challenge, because we are energetic in our makeup, that's who we are as human beings, is we will respond and react unless we create deep awareness and actively place attention to our energy where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we'll feel like we're in a washing machine. Mm. Because what's happening is that we we are witnessing the deep, deep core of our patriarchal system. And the behaviours that create that core. And our own systems get activated because we are conditioned to that system. We're going, well, hang on a second. I feel like I'm being, you know, what I say, poked in our base chakra. I feel like I'm in fear around my resources Mm -hmm. and feeling secure and feeling safe because that's exactly what it's doing. It's making us descend our thought patterns and our thinking into, well, am I safe? We start to doubt ourselves. The whole purpose of the what and the reason why the system that we live in has lasted so long, it's exceptionally good at making us think that we're separate, that making us think that we need to divide to survive. And every time we get this rush of us getting more evolved in our thinking, along comes these, you know, situations that ask us to either 
descend mm. or we get to ascend. And I think we're in a moment right now where people, we're seeing a lot of people free fall into dissension and getting really caught up in the, the fear and the self-doubt and the self-trust. Yes. We must always remember that we have the other option. Mm-hmm. While we can see it, while we can go, oh, my God, goodness, what is that about? We have a choice not to go there. We have a choice to put our energetics somewhere else and we have a choice to put our life in our own hands, which means energetically we start to make decisions that are about trust and joy and connection. Mm, So it's really like that permission to still experience joy and to still trust yourself and to still connect with yourself even with what's going on in the world. Um, And I'll share a little personal story here because when Frankie was born, like the first month we had this really special lying in period where I put a sign up on the door saying, um, you know, we've just had a baby and we're not having any visitors. And I like just had this sense of like energetically wanting to protect Frankie and myself. And also like (laughs) my beautiful husband, Nick, has a bit of a habit of like reading the statistics to me of like covid and things like that out loud on the phone. Um, and um, I was, I kind of was saying to him, oh, energetically, I don't want to hear about COVID or I don't want to hear what's going on in the world right now. I just want to stay in Frankie and my energy. Anyway, in WA, we've been very lucky. We hadn't really had much problems with COVID. But of course, just after Frankie was born, COVID came to Perth. COVID came to WA. And then, yeah, we've had like a lot of... Um, really heartbreaking things happening in the world, like looking at what's going on in Ukraine. And then we've got the flooding in parts of Australia. And like the, it, it was really interesting. Like I set this boundary, like I don't want to know what's going on in the world. And then it was like, oh, hang on, like a lot's happening. And I found it really hard to hold that boundary. And I also noticed, and I did a podcast episode on this, that when I was experiencing like a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and a lot of expansion in my life, I then felt this sense of foreboding joy, like, oh, who are you to be so happy? Who are you to be so safe when there's all this like really like sad and horrible stuff happening in the world? Um, So I'd love you to like, do you have any advice or any wisdom around that, Marie, around like, what do you do when you're trying to focus on your energy and give yourself permission for joy, but you're also like feeling really impacted by what's going on in the world yeah and good on you for putting that boundary in place that's fantastic <laughs> thank you it was I, I don't know how well I held it like but I doesn't matter tension was there and it yeah we we kind of stuck with it for for a good couple of weeks and it was that's really beautiful fun. yeah so we remember that when we're in yeah our life energetically is a trajectory mm-hmm. and so that trajectory is always available to us Okay. So what we're seeing is while we can witness someone else's pain, tragedy, circumstances, mm-hmm. we have a choice. We don't have to live there. We're not responsible for mm-hmm. other people's joy. Mm-hmm. We're also not responsible to carry their pain on our back. Yeah. So while that might sound a little bit harsh because people go, but these people are suffering, understand yeah. it. Yeah. You suffering alongside them doesn't change the situation. Yes. Yeah. You wanting to be empathetic and feel like you are, you know, being a responsible human actually Mm -hmm. doesn't change the situation. Yeah. Because where we put our attention, our energy will flow and energy meaning our, all of our resources. Yeah. 
physical, emotional and spiritual resources yes. are then put in that place. Yeah. Whereas that is not the best place for us to spend them. If no. we want to you know, pull ourselves out of this core of this patriarchal system we live in, we have to put our energetic resources somewhere else. Yes. And so if we're here to create a space of change and for us to step up, especially and take up more space and know what expansion really is, yeah. we have to be prepared to commit and be responsible for where we put our energetic resources. Mm. And that's so interesting, Marie, because for me as a mum and a business owner, I choose to put my energy into my children and into my business. And sometimes I feel some guilt around that. But then I also think, well, that increases my resources to be able to donate to causes to help the world or, you know, and to empower my family so that I've got more of a say in what happens in the world. Absolutely. But um, I think that's something I know I'm not the only one who struggles with that. Like... I saw a lot of business owners that feel like they shouldn't be launching, you know, because of the pandemic or they shouldn't be launching because of the bushfire. You know, there's been lots of reasons why we've told ourselves that we shouldn't, you know, focus on our business. But it's it's really interesting. So in the the energy centers that lie within our bodies that hold all of our conditioning, our limiting beliefs, all of the vows we've made that stop us from stepping up. When we're in a space like this, we have a very specific part of our body that's activated. It's in our sacral energy space, which you'd be very familiar with giving birth. Mm -hmm. And the sacral energy is where we create life from. But it's also the vow that we take about how we want to feel about ourselves in the world. This is where we actually say, am I going to be a responsible leader and take up that space that can create opportunities of joy and expansion and trust and transparency and use my wisdom and actually create environments where people can shift out of where they are or am I going to let that go and just sit next to everybody and feel their pain and nothing changes? Yeah. So it's that self-responsibility that comes with this beautiful sacral energy that is very huge right now, especially I'm in the flood affected areas and the element of sacral is water. So, and water, the element of water is about changing environments. It literally changes spaces. Mm -hmm. You know, the ocean changes the shore. It changes the landscape. It it erodes. It's eroding out the sides of our world here in Byron Bay. Like the beaches have disappeared. Mm -hmm. It it reorientates us. There is a real purpose why water is powerful and why we're being asked right now to rebirth a lot of things. And that means that we have to say, I have to look at what stops me from thinking that I'm capable of that. Mm. I have to look at what stops me from saying I'm not really willing to do that or that I have the capacity to do that because if you're here in this time, we signed up for this time is my belief yeah. and we have an option. All I know specifically when with energy, if you sit there and you look at the tragedy and you become the tragedy, you're mm. no longer part of the change. You're no longer part of the ability to have the capability or the capacity to shift things. Mm. You are now part of the issue. Yeah. You know, as you're talking, Marie, what it makes me think of a bit is as me as a psychotherapist, because I'm also a highly sensitive person. And so that can be like a real strength, but also a weakness. And what I've noticed that holding space, you know, I've had sessions with clients where I've been holding them deeply in grief or trauma And then I've learned to be able to end that session and to go back to experiencing my life and my joy. Beautiful. You know, and that might sound like to some people that might be like, oh, but isn't that kind of 
like that means you don't care or but actually like it's the only way that I've been able to continue to do this work for so long you know, I think it means you care more yeah and understand that there is everyone is responsible for their mm. own space yes and that's yeah. that energetic physical emotional and spiritual space we all we're all responsible yeah. for our own I think about that scene mm-hmm. in dirty dancing you know my this is my dance space that's your dance space oh, yes. no spaghetti arms it's that yes. sort of we have to hold our space so yeah. other people can hold their space Oh, I love we, that. You know, we give away our space. No, there's no space for anybody. It sort of just disappears and dissolves. Yeah. So it's almost that like we need to have boundaries around our energy and our space and it's okay to do that. Well, that's the only way that we create that deep mm-hmm. evolution. And I think the reason why we are seeing, because let's be honest, the things that are happening in the world today have always been happening. Mm, These yeah, are not new enough. circumstances. Yeah. These are not... Yeah something that's never occurred yeah they've always been there mm-hmm. and they're happening in a, a pace that our nervous system is really struggling with yeah because we have access to the internet and everything's mm-hmm. you know live real time you know if a number of years ago we were introduced to the world of fake news which means that we've been our trust levels have been undermined for a number of years yes and so now when we look at things we're not only looking at the the immediate impact on our nervous system, we're filtering it through this space that says, I'm not quite sure I can trust what Mm -hmm. I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And the impact of that is I'm not quite sure I can trust myself. Yeah. And so what we end up doing is we stop making decisions. Yes. And we stop doing things and we become this inert inertia of energy that's not doing anything. So we start to, our sensitivity starts to get more heightened Mm -hmm. and we start to feel more. Yes. And so the cycle begins back into this idea of I've got to make the right choice and be perfect and be all the things that we know, you know, leads us down that little rabbit, that rabbit warren of feeling like we're not enough. Yeah. And so we don't do anything. So that's, that's a big cycle that we keep going through. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking, like what's come up for me a lot with COVID and this is just like, I'm just being really honest and sharing my thoughts here that often I've looked at these situations and thought if a woman was in charge, this would be really different. If a conscious woman yes. who had the consciousness and the intention mm. to bring people together and it was really about health, yes. we would not have experienced anything that we've experienced. Yeah, I th- yes. Yeah, I just even like when it comes to like my daughter's been asking me a lot of questions about the war and, um, and it's really hard to explain these things to a six-year-old because they don't even make sense to me as an adult. But you know, yeah, I think a conscious leader, a conscious woman in charge, yeah, there would be a whole lot less war and a, a lot more discussion and negotiating. And I read it out in your bio, but I just want to read it again. Like, what if you were never conditioned with a patriarchal mindset, structure, or system? Who would you be instead? Like, I find that so powerful. Like, just to think about what's going on in the world and how would it be different if the the patriarchy had never existed Mm. it's quite a mind-blowing question yeah and I suppose that's the core of my work we we have to be able to not just call out the patriarchy because we are the patriarchy we're all the patriarchy that's what our conditioning when we go into spaces of feeling unworthy and not trusting that's our patriarchal conditioning Mm -hmm. that's the system that we are reflecting back to itself yes so if we were never in that space what would we be doing instead? And the question really is, well, if we stop being in that space now, 
what yeah. how would we be living what would we yeah. be creating how would yeah. we be thinking how would we be connecting and communicating and then what would the world be like I mean mm. I don't know about you and the people that listen to your podcast but I'm over the patriarchy <laughs> like I'm done mm. I'm over women especially having to filter what they think is their self-worth mm-hmm. through this consciousness and wading through the the the, you know the gunk and the the grime of what the patriarchy has created us to believe is our truth and it's not it's just the system that we have been conditioned to yeah it's interesting like I mean I did social work in my 20s but it's only really since um yeah working as a coach and also like you know becoming friends with amazing women like you Marie that I've really begun to it's almost like everything I look at I'm like oh yeah that's because of the patriarchy like it's so ingrained like you know our whole childhoods are kind of modeled by this structure and these systems and um yeah even the way we we function as families and I think motherhood for me has brought it up a lot Mm. um I've I've experienced like a lot of anger about the patriarchy that's a lot of unfairness in the system and the way we expect mums to just um just like do everything on their own really sometimes without much support uh so yeah it's it's interesting like questioning it all and yeah I'm definitely done with that and I'm sure most of my (laughs) listeners are too and I think sometimes we've been conditioned to think the patriarchy is somewhere else it's a group of you know white men in a back room somewhere who are you know puppeteering the world but in reality we are all the patriarchy we're part of it yeah when we look at this you know back to one of your first questions we look at what's happening right now in the world we are witnessing the core of that patriarchal system we have a choice do we participate Mm -hmm. or do we find another way to do it yeah and that comes down to us becoming really aware of our consciousness and consciousness is not about being good or bad or right or wrong that's a mm-hmm. patriarchal view of it it's mm-hmm. about understanding that all of our behaviors have a vibrational footprint and so we can map our we can map our behavior by vibration and we can say well that person might be standing on the podium saying well what we think is the right things it's really wedded to keep us stuck in our patriarchal system mm. Well, we think about you know, there's a few leaders I could talk about that is like, well, they sounded really good until it became really crunch time. Yeah. And they're they're really just supporting the old boy system. Yes. Yeah. And they're women. And uh-huh. you sort of go, hmm, hang on a second. It's not about titles. Yeah. It's not about our experience. It's not about, you know, where we've been educated or any of those things. It's really our willingness to say, how do I actually raise my consciousness and realize mm-hmm. it's my behavior that will yep. actually determine whether I'm there or not? Yes. Okay. So it's re- so when it comes to knowing what energy consciousness is, is that around like watching your behavior rather than maybe what you say or think? Yeah. So yeah. energy okay. consciousness specifically is the vibrational measurement that we have mm. based on our behavior. So. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been across someone or been in you know conversation with somebody that is really good at justifying a decision they've made mm-hmm. and it sounds really good and it sounds like it's really well thought out yes anytime we justify something we're in a patriarchal mindset oh, and so it does like we might think we're doing this amazing thing because yeah. we our brain can be convinced of many things mm-hmm. Yeah. The brain doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. Yeah. And we when we justify anything or we deny or we judge, they're all behaviors that vibrate 
and keep the hierarchy of the patriarchy in place. Mm. This is so interesting. Like just yesterday, I made a bit of an admin error with um, a volunteer role that I'm in and um, I only sent an email out to half the list instead of the full list. And I found myself apologising and feeling like really embarrassed that I, you know, had made this mistake. But it was interesting. It brought up this feeling that was very familiar to me, almost from childhood, I think, of like, oh, no, you're not allowed to make mistakes and people are going to think less of you now and you're going to be criticised. And it was really interesting, like, um, how, like that's the thing, even if you're working on this stuff, right, it still comes up because the, it's been interwoven in our childhood experiences and, and our core beliefs, right? Absolutely. And so, we have this amazing work that we've been doing in the world as individuals. Yeah, yeah. I think the time we're in now is how do we take this beautiful work we've been doing on ourselves? Yeah, Mm-hmm. And then apply it to the collective pot that we live in. Yes, yeah. Because until we want to shape shift the environment that's created all of mm-hmm. these conditions in the first place, yeah. Individually, we're going to keep cycling through the self doubt, the self trust, all of those things. We are going to keep yeah. cycling through because the environment's going to be the one dictating yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. it's now time for us to shift the environment. Yeah. And so energetically we go, we're not having to deal with the environment pushing in on us because that's mm-hmm. what it really does. Yeah. Weaves us back into our hierarchical thinking that, you know, where am I in that space that I feel okay about myself? Yeah. Okay. Comparing ourselves to ourselves or to other people. Yeah. Okay. Time for us to get rid of that environment. That's what we, we're really being called to do. And we yeah. take responsibility for our behaviour and understanding the consciousness that it creates. How do we shift the environment? Like that's a really good, you know, idea. Like so I think it's it feels for me easier to do the, the personal work and the inner work than it does to change the environment. That can be quite challenging, I think. I think to remember that we are the environment. Yeah, okay. So we're part of it and we're... I remember years ago working, doing some consulting work in an organisation and I was doing some change work with them, beautiful Mm -hmm. culture work, and I had all the different groups, different workshops, and we'd get to the same part of the workshop in every group and they'd have all these amazing ideas about what could be done differently and how it's going to be done and they'd all say the same thing. I'd go, well, come on, let's do it. And they'd go, oh, you know, the business won't allow that. Ah, okay. And so when I went back into the the senior leaders and I presented all the work and I was part of the group and I said, so I've got a question. Who's the business? Mm, And they all looked at each other and they're all quiet for a while. Then they started to giggle and they went, we're the business. I go, yeah, you are the business. But for some reason we use this idea that the invisible business Uh is going to stop us. And we do the same thing. I call it the invisible P that sits above us that we think we can't, change anything because no one's told us we can change it or it's possible Mm. but everything we put into the pot is where the pot sits yeah so individually when we say you know i want to have more trust Mm. we're responsible for creating environments of trust that changes the environment Mm -hmm. when we want to live with more transparency and we create environments of transparency that changes the environment yeah when we start to build our environment that is outside of what a patriarchal structure system and conditioning has told us is possible, we shift the environment. Mm. So we don't need a, you know, a memo to go out or a date that says, okay, on this day, we're changing. It's an everyday moments of what am I going to reach for? Am I reach for trust, transparency, you know, connection, communication, intuition? 
yeah. or am I going to reach for self-doubt, tragedy? Mm-hmm. What comes up for me is it's about self-leadership then, isn't it? Absolutely. Like really leading yourself through these sticky, uncomfortable experiences where you might, you know, generally have a pattern of criticising yourself or doubting yourself or not trusting yourself and actually yeah, trying to find a way into more self-trust and and owning that worthiness and, yeah. And what if the option to hang on, have the one hand on that patriarchal system wasn't there? Yeah. What if it wasn't there at all? What if you had no way of reaching self-doubt? Or yeah. what would happen then? Like what would yeah. the option be? Yeah, yeah. It's so, you know, I remember learning this in my... um like my social work undergrad days, but like whatever we experience as a child, we think that's normal because we never see anything else. So we've all grown up with the patriarchy and it's a part of us and we're a part of it. And so we probably can't even really imagine what it is with, you know, like it's, it's, I see it as like a slow unraveling and like each generation is going to hopefully experience less and less of it. Well, I think your children yeah. won't ever experience it because they've come mm-hmm. in with a different, they've passed that. Yeah. Like they would look and go, why would people go to war? Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, don't be so silly. Mm-hmm. Like they're on a different path already. They're not oh, here to, so. to relive any of this, which is beautiful. But that yeah. also means that we have a responsibility, I believe, mm. to make that path clear for them. Yeah. yeah. We're, all have, we're all here for a different purpose. And I think whoever signed up, you know, to be here right now, that's able, has the resources to mm. want to be in a space of development, connection, you know, all of the things that helps and connects other people, then mm. I think that's what we're really signed up for is to participate. And I know we've had to come through our wounded spaces and that's been really heavy. Mm. I do think we are moving past that quicker than people realise. And because we can see the way that our world is structured more clearly now like 2020 was really about revealing how everything worked you know healthcare is not about health it's about profits and it's about funding you know Mm. we've been really those things have been uncovered for us yeah once you see something you can't unsee it no (laughs) and you know we've also in 2021 I think we've been able to see the level of people's consciousness which is really not a blame game it's about how equipped are people to make decisions Mm. how much capacity do they have to make decisions that are outside their natural space how willing are they to say "Mm, that doesn't sound right to me like that doesn't that's how that's supposed to be and explore that further how much capacity do people actually have for that Mm. and so I think 2022 and beyond is us then going well what am I going to do with this yeah seeing what's really there I know that not everyone is ever going to be on the same page so what's my role in leading us out of this? How do I dismantle that patriarchal conditioning within me? And instead of looking at the wound and going, I've got all these problems that happened when I was seven, which mm. are all there, don't get me wrong, they live in our body. It's more about turning towards how do I actually create more joy? How do yeah. I create more trust? We need to look into where we want to go mm-hmm. rather than thinking that we have to clean up what's happened behind us. Yeah, because when you lead yourself, you are then leading others. Absolutely. With with Frankie's birth and, you know, like the first four months of her life have just been so expansive for me. But that was because I decided that I wanted a different experience and I created it. 
Yep, but yep. what's been interesting, I've had so many um, women and mums reach out and go, oh, my gosh, like, thank you for sharing that because I, they hadn't even thought that they could do motherhood this way or that they could do business this way. Um, so I do think when we lead ourselves, we are then leading others and like they're, we're almost giving them that permission slip for them to then. Absolutely. Know. We become the role models. And I don't like yeah. the word role models because it, yeah. it seems like there's a hierarchy or a podium. Yeah. We don't have, we don't have that anymore, but we need, yeah. as you said before, we need people to go first. So people yes. go, ah, oh, that's yeah. what that looks like. Ah, oh, yeah. that's what that means. Oh. They have it in their body already, but we need people, more people to say, I'm only going to be in this space. So every time yeah. I'm in an environment, the environment changes mm. and people go, oh, I'm going to take that bit. I'm going to take that bit because I know how to do that. Yes. And then I'm going to keep it rolling. So it mm. is more about us stepping up and remind, reminding ourselves that every space that we turn up in, we're a leader. Mm. Every space we turn up in, we have the opportunity to change that environment, not by lecturing, not by being the smartest person in the room, not by having all the stats and the big PowerPoint presentation, but by being by being it, by yeah. demonstrating trust and transparency and our wisdom and our intuition, by really embodying that space. That is really, yeah, so empowering. Uh, I just feel myself like smiling from like the inside out, just hearing that. But it's also like, I don't know if anyone else listening will go, wow, like it's a big responsibility, right? It, it feels really big in our energy, our physical body, yeah. because we think our conditioning tells us we still have to carry the old system on yeah. our back. Okay. And so I get the people go, that's just too much. That feels heavy. I understand it. But what if you took the old system from off your back? Mm, yeah. What if you didn't have any responsibility for anything in the old system? Yes. And you started from there and just allowed your body to breathe and for you to follow that trust of, I do want to experience more joy. I do mm -hmm. want to experience more trust. I do want to have more transparency. I want to have conversations where I'm not doubting the other person's got this big agenda they're trying to hoodwink me for. Mm. I want to be in environments where people can be honest and can be vulnerable and can be have these ideas and shine themselves in my in my presence mm. and not have to do anything but just to witness that like those environments that's where I want to turn up I don't want to be in environments where people are continually trying to beat the drum and hoodwink people and get power over like that's exhausting and I think what you were saying about like that we don't need to be hard on ourselves or be try to be perfect so all of a sudden that being a leader and self-leadership doesn't seem so scary if you give yourself permission to make mistakes and to get it wrong. Absolutely. It's something I have to work on and I support my clients with a lot as well. Like actually, you know, like when you're making change and you're doing the work, like sometimes it's not perfect and you don't, you don't have to get it perfect. No, I think when we move out of that linear structure of hierarchy, that's where we perfect sort of says, I can, I can only, I can move another letter under the ladder when mm -hmm. I'm perfect. Yeah. But when we let that go, we realize that mistakes are fun. Mm. And it's pretty it's pretty hilarious when you go, oh my God, look what I just did. Yeah. And then we just keep going because we're not actually trying to create perfection because there's no, yeah. no ladder for us to try and hang on to for that either. And yeah. so it's very freeing and releasing. And we can create different levels of change that we probably haven't thought about yet mm, very inspiring 
And so I just want to finish up with, I'd love to know how do we as energetic beings make the most of the moment we are in now? I think for anyone who's listening going, well, how do I start? Because mm-hmm. we're in an environment right now where we are, as we said, we are seeing the belly. Mm-hmm. It's a trajectory. So the other side is always available. You think about a coin, there's always the other side of the coin. Mm-hmm. And without the other side of the coin, nothing changes. Things will just keep in the same space. And that includes our own personal life. The one thing that I know that when we want to flip the coin and start this space is to search for transparency. Transparency is like an antidote to things like judgment and comparison and denial and justification, which keeps us stuck. Mm. Where can you create more transparency in your life? And transparency is, oh, I'm witnessing, observing, and I don't have to be caught up in it. I can see it and it's not my responsibility. Uh-huh. I actually want to be more transparent with my feelings. I want to be with to myself. I want to be more transparent about the obligations that I think I've got, which are not really mine. Mm. I want to be more transparent. And this is a big one, I think, for women and one we really, really need. I want to be really transparent about my desires and my needs. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's a big one. I support women with that a lot. What was coming up for me then is like Brene Brown's work where she talks about like telling someone like the story I'm telling myself about this is this that's that's really encouraging transparency isn't it like if you if you imagine that someone's judging you or criticizing you in their head then you can say well the story I'm telling myself is this and like actually check in with them instead of carrying around that negative story about them in your head without checking it out is that what you mean by transparency that's a beautiful thing to do I think we must remember that not everyone is going to meet us where we want them to be yes that's true And so when we practice transparency with ourselves, Mm -hmm. we get to feel, Mm -hmm. because energetically it feels really different than having to filter through the old filter of, is this right? And people are going to laugh at me. Oh, that's okay. Bolstering ourselves up. Yeah. When we practice transparency with ourselves, we'll start Mm -hmm. to feel the difference in our energetic self. And we go, oh, I actually don't need to talk about any of that because Mm -hmm. I now know that I'm focused over here and not back where I thought I was. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. It's a, yeah. And it, it just takes, do you think it's something that you just, the more you practice it, the easier it gets? Yes. And the thing to remember is when we start to move into these spaces, we're accessing energy that's already more expanded. There's already mm-hmm. more available to us Okay. on the old system energetically is little bits of, in, of information, and energy available to us. So our body feels mm-hmm hard and contracted it's like we're really having to push through it it feels really Mm. challenging we don't access the same level of vibration when we are seeking joy seeking Mm -hmm. trust seeking transparency Mm -hmm. it's like and it's hard for us to imagine if we've never really gone there but we need to think about it as there are no barriers and so we get to like swim around in a space of going I don't have to carry any mental chatter Mm -hmm. or any gut you know, churning because I'm in a different energetically that doesn't live here. Like it doesn't yeah. live in this postcode. That's on the other side of the coin. Yeah. This side of the coin is, so we do, if anyone's done any work and you've done any clarity work and you come to the other side and you go, oh, I feel so much clear and everything feels amazing. Yeah. Think of that as your start point. Yes. Okay. And then we move from there. So, so that then becomes the yeah. baseline. So it's listening to your body and when it's a yes and when it's, yeah, when you've got that energy kind of moving through you. 
Because oh, there's wow. always more. There's always yeah. more. Yeah. This is so interesting and, um, yeah, it just kind of taps into more and more curiosity for me. Um, so I think I'm going to definitely have to have you back on the podcast <laughs> another time. Uh, That'd be thank great. you so much for being here. I was just curious if anyone would like to work with you in the future or know more about your work, where's the best place for them to find you? And have you got anything coming up at the moment? So two of my values, Sam, are ease and fun. So the easiest oh, way yeah. for people to connect with me is on Instagram. Okay. All my links and everything are on Instagram. So it's just yeah. at Marie Eddings. Mm-hmm. And there are three E's in that, Marie and an E for Eddings. And I actually do my program, the Energy Academy, is about to come through. It's where Ooh. I teach coaches how to step into the space of working with people's energy bodies and understanding the energy centers and systems and what vows and beliefs that we have locked away, which, you know, when we want to have big dreams and big businesses and relationships, a lot of the times we cycle through old patterns and we don't understand why, why we sabotage ourselves, why we, you know, why we can't ever quite get where we want to be. Yeah. The majority of the reason is we've taken vows that sit within our energy body. And so I teach coaches how we unlock that and we release that for their clients and how we get to know our own self from that energetic level. So the Energy mm. Academy is coming up in my calendar. So if anyone is curious about that, I would love to speak to you about where you're at and how that is of interest to you. Well, definitely drop um, Maria DM because she is a beautiful friend of mine and she's just lovely to chat to as well. And this podcast just did really come from me asking you a question, didn't it, on social media? And we're like, right, we need to just record this now. So thank you so much, Marie. It's amazing what women can do when they, yeah, decide to take action and (laughs) follow their energy. Um, So, yeah, thank you. We will have you back on again soon. Thanks, Sam. Such a delight to talk to you.